Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Now let's get it started. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Colton Cockrell. It's a beautiful Wednesday, of course, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Ms. Trisha Stetzel. But before she takes it away, let me first introduce myself. My name is Colton Cockrell with Share McKinley Group. I'm a a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial planner. Um, and we have a great guest today. But again, before we get to him, let's go ahead and welcome the lovely woman of the hour, Ms. Tricia Stetzel. Tricia, take it away. Colton, I thought I was going to have to come find you. Although you might be far away today. I don't know where you are. Hey, everybody. Tricia Stetzel here at Results Extreme Business Solutions. And I am super excited about our topic today, but even more excited to meet someone new. Caleb Coffey with Emerald Traditions, LLC, is a loving husband, a girl dad, which is awesome, a turf management specialist, musician, man of faith, and one mean basketball player swish caleb welcome to the show hi how are you trish great we're so excited for you to be here and colton you missed all of the uh chit chat before we started the show i'm sure it was great um i don't know if that last (laughs) one that basketball player one i don't know if that really holds water so uh i'm just kind of kidding caleb (laughs) Hey, well, let's go ahead and jump on in here. We don't have a lot of time with Caleb today, and he's an expert. And we're going to be talking about grass and weeds. And before you think, hang on, what kind of podcast is this? No, we're not, we're not going there. We're talking about landscaping. So we're going to have a good time. So uh, I guess really the main question that comes to my brain as a young uh, individual, Caleb, is why the heck should I care about my lawn whenever it's about to be super hot and it's going to die anyway? And there's the plane flying over my head. And when you got a big freeze coming in, it kills your plants. Like I feel like every anything I do, I can't win. So like, give me some, give me some tips here. How does my lawn survive <laughs> in this crazy climate we call Texas? Right. Well, uh, Colton, that's a great question. Uh, the good news is that a lot of the grass and a lot of the the foliage that we have here in Texas and in coastal hot, humid Texas is designed to survive. And actually, in in the summer. If your grass is dying, you've got a problem because it should be thriving. Um, I actually have a lot of customers who I was going to do resod jobs, but as I fertilized and treated their lawn, their their grass grew back and they didn't need that service, so they got to save some some money. Um, so yeah, uh, how do you keep it alive? Water it. Um, that's on a on a consistent basis. Uh, it's different for everyone, but you definitely want to water it. Um, as far as the freeze goes, you know what? Uh, I don't think we'll have to worry about that for another 100 years. <laughs> At least I hope <laughs> we not. Hope. But uh, that that is absolutely um, that is absolutely a possibility. That's happened many many times, and uh, it over the course of the world's beginning. But um, here in Texas, it's maybe happened five times in the past hundred years. So uh, thankful for that. Um, not sure what to tell you about what to do when that happens. The best you can do is. Uh, Make sure that you uh, turn off your water, um, close everything up, cover your pipes, and with your grass, pray to God and hope it survives. <laughs> Otherwise, you're you're coming back in and you're resodding. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it was maybe the water thing that gets me. I, I guess I'm supposed to water my lawn, huh? Yeah, yeah, that. Yep, 
You are. I know. Crazy. All right. Crazy I'm, about, I'm about to bridge this gap. I'm going to bridge it right here, Colton, for you, because I'm old enough to care about my lawn. Uh, Caleb and I were having this discussion. It actually had something to do with the freeze. And so, Caleb, talk to me about uh, weeds. That was what we were talking about before we started recording the show today. And when we have a winter like we had this year and our grass does die, then we end up with a really bad weed problem. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So that can happen. Um, uh, what we found a lot with, uh, with, uh, lawns here is that after the freeze, when the grass, uh, either died off or was already dormant or disappeared is that the weeds started germinating and coming back in and they didn't have the grass to give it any competition. So they had a heyday. And the problem is that after the freeze and the grass goes from being dormant and we get into the spring and summer months, um, the grass tries to go back, grow back in but now you've got an abundance of weeds. And so let's say you have St. Augustine grass, it's trying its hardest to choke out the weeds and grow back in, but now you've got, you know, maybe half and half weeds and grass. So those can definitely be a pest. Um, weed, many weeds are resilient um, and they, they will continue to grow even, even in harsher weather conditions. Um, and as soon as the harsh weather conditions that uh, die off um, and, and the weeds are able to, to flourish, they will. So that's definitely an issue. That's that's really interesting. And so let me add, I just I love that we're just talking about grass. I mean, it's important though, because I mean, a lot of people are like, man, my yard is just dead. So let's talk about fertilizer. Does that really do anything? Do I need to fertilize my my yard? You do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fertilizing is is giving your grass uh, and your lawn the nutrients that it needs to grow. Um, uh, you want you know potassium, nitrogen, other other natural um, ingredients to, to feed your lawns, to feed your grass's root system, uh, to feed the soil and give it what it needs so that it can grow and, and stay healthy. Um, and if you're using, let's say a granular fertilizer, as opposed to a liquid one, then you also want to water that in Colton. So <laughs> again, another, another reason why watering is so important. I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of people don't actually think that they have to water their lawn. I've, it's not a joke. People actually think that they can just leave it alone. And, it, and there's enough rain here in Texas that it, it won't matter, but there is not always enough rain here in Texas. So. So when we talk about watering, Caleb, are we talking a few times a week? Does it depend on the heat? Is it good to water in the middle of the day? What should I be doing? Right. That's a great question. So, um, you would definitely want to water earlier in the day. Um, I would say a good time here in, in, well, what, what are we in? Uh, we're past spring, spring forward, right? So, um, the days are a little bit longer. So you want to water it after the sun comes up, but not too long after the sun comes up, I would say seven thirty is maybe a good time to water it. Um, because what you want is if you have an irrigation system, or if you're just going out there and watering, you want the grass, the, the sun to, um, evaporate that water and not let, let your uh, water sit in your grass for too long. Um, because what can happen is you can get a fungus in your yard. Uh, if water sits, it will, it will, it will uh, create the conditions for a fungus to be able to grow. So you definitely want to water in the morning and allow the sun to do its job on your lawn throughout the day so that by the evening it's, it's fed, it's happy, and there's not a whole lot of standing water or, or moisture uh, towards the end of the day. Um, and then um, as far as how often, you're absolutely right. Um, you do need to di um, discern what time of the year it is. Uh, in the summer, I tell people here in coastal Texas, it's a good idea to start with four days a week 
Um, but, but, uh, and there's a lot of different varying opinions on that, but I tell people start with four days a week and then see how your yard is that first week. If it's sloshy and muddy and yucky, then cut back. Um, if, if you find that it still looks dry and barren or that your, your soil is, is really crunchy and gross, then, then bump it up to five a day. Um, it really just depends on the home, on the, on the lawn. There's so many different factors. Every lawn is different. Um, so you really have to, as the homeowner, decide what's going to be best for your lawn. And of course you have lawn professionals like me who can help you with that. And so let me, cause we talked about something, um, you, you touched on this previously here. You talked about sunlight. So what, what do you say to these people who are like all about having these massive oaks in their yard and literally their yard gets no sunlight. It's just constant shade. Is that, is that bad for your yard? Well, uh, the, the nice thing about having big oak trees in shade is that it's shade. So it's nice to stand under and enjoy. But the bad thing for your lawn is that um, most grasses do not grow well in the shade. Um, the, the general rule is you want four hours of direct sunlight if you want grass to continue to grow and flourish and stay healthy. Uh, if you drive around uh, in your neighborhood, you'll probably see folks who have oak trees and underneath the oak tree, they may have uh, grass that is struggling to to grow or grass or a lack of grass in spots as it's shaded all day long. And then you can take a couple steps, six feet away and find perfectly green, beautiful grass, not hidden under the shade. So keeping your trees trimmed, um, I'd say once a year and more, if you need to, um, is a very important part of your lawn care and, and your, your grass health. Um, you definitely want to make sure you're doing that. Uh, so, so yeah, definitely. And the bigger the trees, the more work that is, the more time it takes, but uh, it's important for the, for the health of your lawn. All right. So I want to dig further into this grass subject. Who knew, right? Who knew? Uh, <laughs> all right, Caleb, I'm a Texas girl and I know that there are two kinds of grass in Texas. There's Bermuda and there's St. Augustine, but I understand that there may be some other kind of grass out there. Can we talk about that? Well, hang on. Hang we on. absolutely can. This is not one of those shows, Trisha. All right. <laughs> Colton. Conversation <laughs> offline. Okay, my bad. No, right. seriously. I heard there's another kind of grass that will grow in Texas. There is. Um, and you heard correctly. There is a grass called zoysa. Um, and I'll spell that. It's Z-O-I-Y-S-A. Some people call it zoysia, zoysa. Um, to me, what, what is important about it is it's beautiful grass. Um, it's usually a thin bladed grass. It's very soft and velvety. Uh, you can actually lay out on your grass and take a nap or have a picnic without a blanket if you really want to on that grass. It's beautiful. It's soft. It's fluffy. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, but that is definitely a grass that's becoming uh, more and more popular here in Texas. Um, it's, it's kind of like a premium grass, whereas your St. Augustine grass is almost like a weed grass. It grows really fast. It's resilient. It's hardy. Um, but, uh, if you're looking for more of a golf green or a, a really fancy grass, you're definitely going to want to go with Bermuda or Zoysa. And Zoysa is definitely, in my opinion, the top of the line. So everyone has their opinion, of course, but Zoysa is beautiful. Um, and we just actually did a job, a big job of Zoysa and resotted an entire yard in it. And it looks awesome. So. So I guess what you're saying is whenever I want to install my putting green in my backyard, I need to make sure I get some Zoysa back there, huh? Maybe. Um, you, you might for, for, for golfing, maybe just go ahead and stick with the Munchkin Bermuda actually. But, uh, I can make your lawn look as good as, as golfing green with soy and it'll actually be softer and 
and more uh, fluffy and more fun to walk on. <laughs> well, sounds like I need to give your card to a lot of the golf courses in the area because they're green. So I think you do. <laughs> I would absolutely appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Who knew that grass was such a really cool subject, right? I think it's amazing. So there is a differentiation though, Caleb, between what you do and what a landscaper does. So can you talk about the relationship that you might have with a landscaper? Right. Yeah. So I, I kind of like to use this as an example, right? There's a company out here everybody knows of pretty well. It's called Discount Tire. And if you go there and you try to get let's say an alignment done, a wheel alignment, or um, get your brakes reinstalled or fixed. Uh, they're, they're not going to be able to do it for you because they what what has made them so successful is they're really good at the few things that they do. They, they install tires, they sell them, they repair them, they balance them. And that's kind of their cup of tea. Most landscapers that I know out in this area, they want to be a catch-all. They want to do everything. They want to do hardscape installation. They want to do flower beds. They want to do custom custom designs such as that. They'll do tree trimming. They'll do all of that. Whereas I am really focused on making sure that your turf uh, is beautiful, is well-kept, is well-fed, as well as deep root feed your trees and uh, do insecticide, different things like that. All of, my, uh, all of my products are built around keeping your lawn healthy and pretty. And that's my, that is where I hone in at. So it actually makes it really easy for me to partner with tree trimmers and landscaping companies because I'm not generally their direct competition. I'm someone who can come in and uh, uh, do something above and beyond what they're doing. Um, so we, we definitely uh, are able to partner with them. Oh, I like that. That's, that's a really good. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Trisha. I'm going to um, go ahead and bring out the crazy off the wall. Caleb had no idea what was coming. Uh, question. All right. So Caleb. Bring uh, it. Hey, grass. I forgot to tell Caleb about that. I forgot. Oh. Totally fine. That's okay. Grass, grass <laughs> aside, if you had, if you if you had to eat one thing every single day for the rest of your life, just one time a day, what would it be? Pizza. Here's why. Pizza every single day, at least <laughs> once. Every single day. Here's why. I already eat bread every single day in some form or the other. So I'm not. I'm not. Obviously, I can handle that. And. Pizza is so versatile. I could eat chocolate chip, chocolate, peanut butter pizza for, for dessert. I could have, I don't know, a Korean pizza if I was feeling some Asian food. I could have traditional pizza. I could have Mexican pizza, whatever you want. So that's that's a little bit too easy of a question, Colton. I wish you would have uh, <laughs> found a somewhat harder one for me. I, I'm, act- I'm kind of blown away. Uh, Trisha, do you have something? Because I, that was way too easy, apparently. I thought that was going to be a difficult one. <laughs> It just cracks me up, Colton, when we get to this question and people are like, but let me tell you why. Like, like you've been thinking about it this whole time, Caleb. You knew exactly (laughs) what Colton was going to ask you. All right. So, Caleb, I'm going to ask you uh, if you could if you had to keep and you couldn't sell it and you couldn't give it away, either an elephant or an ostrich in your yard, which would you pick? In my yard? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now that, okay. See, Trish, you, you got me on that one. I'm, I'm not prepared for that one because as a nice. lawn guy, I can tell you both of those would be harmful to my lawn. Um, I don't like ostriches, if that's the correct plural use of their name. I, I'm not an ostrich person. Um, 
but I, I would probably, for the sake of keeping them in my yard, I would probably choose that one because if I kept an elephant in my yard, it would be stomping around and destroying my grass and my flower beds and all of that, uh, probably on a pretty consistent basis. And then I'd have to put all sorts of water or build a pond out there so that it could clean itself and drink and all of that. So I would probably have to pick ostrich in that situation. Well, apparently the, so, water, the water's not a big deal because you're watering your yard five times a day or five times a week. So there should be plenty of water out there for the elephant. <laughs> yeah, but the oh. elephant's not putting its nose right up to the water hose. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could. <laughs> it could I guess you could teach him to do time. that. Well, and this is probably too much information, but you could actually recycle the elephant's poo and make paper. I'm just saying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, well. I thought we were going to fertilize for the mulch direction, not paper. <laughs> Direct They do that in Sri Lanka. <laughs> Direct fertilization. I like it. Oh, oh my goodness. Too much fun. Okay, so Caleb, uh, people can't see you because we're just audio here, but I would love to ask you, what generation are you a part of? I am a millennial. I know millennial. That's the generation I'm in. Yeah. And Colton's over there celebrating. I see that. So Caleb, do you feel like you identify with your own generation or is there another generation that you identify more with? I feel that I do identify with my generation, um, in, in a lot of ways, but, uh, if I had to, I, I honestly, before boomers, what was there? That's the big question because whatever generation that is, I feel I also identify with them. Um, I I'm kind of a traditional guy. Um, I'm not really big into going out and partying and, and going out too much. I like to play board games with my wife and my family. I like to sit around the house and, and spend time with my girls. I'm maybe that's just a homebody and not really <laughs> identifying <laughs> with another generation, but, uh, you know, a, a lot of the things that excite other people in my generation, I guess I would say don't excite me as much. Um, and so maybe that makes me feel like an old soul, but you know. I definitely would say whatever it was before boomers, um, a lot of the folks that I meet who are in that generation, they have a lot of really awesome, wise things to say and a lot of interesting takes on on things in the world that are uh, very, very uncommon these days. So definitely I would I would identify with them a little bit. And that is why you and Colton uh, like each other, because you guys are both old souls, right? Yeah, like Colton and absolutely. I get along. <laughs> but we like to have fun too, though. Let's make that very yes. clear. That's right. Yes, we do. Absolutely. For sure. All right. So in closing, Caleb, would you uh, tell us again the name of your business? You're going to have to spell it out for folks so that they can find you, uh, your name, and how they might can contact you with follow-up questions or even if they're curious about your service. Absolutely. Yeah. So my name is Caleb Coffey, C-A-L-E-B-C-O-F as in Frank, F-E-Y. So coffee, like the drink, only spelled differently. Um, and my company's name is Emerald Traditions, E-M-E-R-A-L-D-T-R-A-D-I-T-I-O-N-S. And um, our phone number, if you'd like to contact us that way, is 281-694-4667. We also have uh, www.emeraldtraditions.com. And of course, like I said, we're a turf management and landscaping company. So you can absolutely reach out to us there and start an Emerald tradition with us today. I like that. What a great tagline. I'm so excited <laughs> you came you, on you. with us today. <laughs> Who knew that we could talk about grass and weeds for 20 minutes? 
I could talk about it for a lot longer than that, Trisha. <laughs> so can the people up in Colorado. Uh, well, right. Hey, that was, <laughs> that was, nice. that was, that was I, I will say, having somebody on our show talking about weeds and grass specifically, you have to, it's a very difficult task. You got to find somebody who's actually energetic and who's fun to listen to. So you did a great job. So thank you for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you. Yeah, it was absolutely fun. And I'll, uh, anytime, anytime. That was awesome. Thanks for being on, Caleb. And this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Colton Cocker with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281 Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.